It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm going to dedicate this morning's show to the subject of birds. I'm going to talk a little bit about renewable energy in birds, and then I'm going to talk about a a fantastic study that was released about birds and their health and their importance to us in, um, really, frankly, in our our well-being. It's a a great study. But first of all, I'm going to talk about a study that we never did. And that study, if you were in the... uh, carbon business, in other words, producing oil, gas, natural gas, coal, whatever it might be, what I'll call the traditional energy business, you would have years and years of regulations to overcome, and you would have environmental studies that cost a huge amount of money, and you would have lawsuits before you drilled a new well or put in a new coal mine or a new gas-powered plant. All of these things with fossil fuels, we've been doing for a long, long time. And today, when we do drill for oil or gas, we have overcome environmental hurdles in doing that. And I say this in the context of what's going on with renewable energy. And I'll be the first person, and you've heard me say this for years, we have to find a path in the future that is sustainable and has the minimal amount of impact on our environment. That is essential, and I believe it's going to be some technology or blend of technologies that we may have yet developed, hydrogen, solar, all these kinds of things, and we are moving away from a fossil fuel-fueled economy. We just simply are not going to do it overnight, and moving away is a good thing, but moving away at a Herculean speed without thinking of the environmental consequences is a bad thing. We don't let the fossil fuel industry do that, and we should not let the quote-unquote green energy do that, industry do that. And I'm a fan of green energy. You've heard me say that. I just said it a moment ago. So specifically, I'm talking about birds this morning, and I'm talking about wind energy and wind farms. I think that in the renewable energy business, wind farms are public enemy number one. And we have not done the environmental background work in the location of these wind farms that is necessary and that should be required. I am not talking about solar. That is an entirely different form of energy, and it's frankly a much better form of energy and does not have anywhere near the impact environmentally that wind farms do. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of tax incentives for the creation of wind energy. We don't have the regulations in place to make sure that we're not actually harming wildlife in a way that is irreparable. Specifically, I'm going to talk about the Upper Illinois River Valley, and I'm going to talk about one of the greatest migratory corridors on this continent, 
And that is the corridor that comes down the Mississippi Flyway, down the Mississippi. And for those of you in the history world know, the Illinois River used to be the Mississippi River eons ago. That's where the Mississippi was. And the Mississippi eventually went west to form the Mississippi. But the Illinois River Valley is the old, what is today known as the Mississippi River. This flyway has been going on since the beginning of time. If you think about the bend, and no matter where you're listening to me in, in, in North America today or around the world on a podcast, think about the geography here of the Illinois River, which begins at the confluence of the Displains, Fox, Kankakee. Actually, the, the, the Fox and the Kankakee and the Displains, when they all come together in sort of different areas, they form the Illinois. The Illinois form, flows west to LaSalle, Peru, and then it turns south. And it turns pretty much straight south before then turning southwest to join the Mississippi just above St. Louis. So where it turns south is the beginning at LaSalle, Peru, oh, 80 miles southwest of downtown Chicago, is where the beginning of this flyway really is. And what have we done? We have put one of the biggest wind farms in the country right at the bend of the river. Princeton, Illinois, west of Princeton on what was called the Prairie, on down to Putnam, that area now is Wind Farm Central. No thought was ever done that I'm aware of, and I've done a bit of research. No research was ever done to determine, is this a good place for a wind farm from the point of view of migratory birds? They could not have picked a worse place to put a wind farm if they had tried hard. And yet now we have wind farms up in this area and more planned that is, I think, going to prove to be absolutely transformational in the flight patterns of migratory birds and catastrophic for bird populations that use the upper Illinois River. So imagine you're a bird and you're flying south in November, coming off the prairies, and what you see is miles and miles and miles of red blinking lights at night, because primarily birds migrate at night. And these red blinking lights are directly in the corridor path of the flight lines that you have used since the beginning, your species has used since the beginning of time, waterfowl in particular, to hit the Illinois River and continue their migration. People who are observing this, these aren't scientists. These are people who generally know what's going on in the field. They're farmers, they're hunters, they're bird watchers. These birds are hitting this basically wall of red lights, and they are turning west, and they are being funneled away from the headwaters of the Illinois at at LaSalle, Peru, And they're going around these massive wind farms to rejoin the Illinois River further south, beginning in areas like Lakin and going on further south. There is no information at all of the flight flight of songbirds that are hitting, which is one of their biggest corridors for migration, both spring and fall, that are hitting these wind farms. But there is, frankly, you can call it anecdotal, I'll call it visual, by people who are outside every single day, which is something the people who design these wind farms are not. Migratory waterfowl, in particular ducks, are suddenly becoming a lot rarer in the upper Illinois River Valley. And there is 
no explanation for this of any kind other than the erection of these incredible wind farm projects in the Princeton area on west on the prairie down to Broadview Road, which which may not mean a lot to those of you living in Iowa, but that old prairie has been the feeding grounds for waterfowl coming off the Illinois River for a long time. So what I would say here is that we desperately need to get into play some kind of reviews about where wind farms are going. Forget the site I discussed a few weeks ago, conversations about some of the most beautiful landscapes in America suddenly being marred with wind farms. That's one sub. That's, that's an aesthetic. That's an opinion, point of view opinion. I don't want to look at a wind farm because it's messing up this great viewscape. This is a totally different scenario. We need to put in place ways to determine where we locate these wind farms so they do not have catastrophic impacts on migratory birds. Illinois is the poster child for renewable energy. We get all kinds of tax breaks. I'm all for it, but I'm not for it where we're destroying our bird populations at the same time. And I don't think any of us are going to be for that. We somehow have to figure out, wait a minute, time out. We've got to have the same kind of, of information before we put up a wind farm that we did before we put up a coal plant, gas fire plant, natural gas, oil well, whatever it is. We don't have it, and if we don't get it, we're going to find that we in Illinois are going to have a lot fewer birds in the future. I'll be back in just a moment, and when I do, I'm going to talk about this study about what birds mean to us and how it can make our lives feel better. Because after all, this is May. This is the beginning of the nesting season. There are birds all over the place in their backyards. Be back in just a moment. This is Charlie Potter in the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN, and first a message from our longtime sponsor, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet Dealers. When sun rises, your alarm clock life is different. You eat a ditch for breakfast. Love the smell of diesel in the morning with a hot cup of joe. The weather report is 40% chance of mud. And corporate pull, that's 36,000 pounds of towing capacity with a gooseneck trailer. Mudden is PTO. You know sometimes when the paved road ends, the fun begins. Chevy Silverado 3500 HD is waiting to run over something, anything. No road, no problem, because the best way out is always through. A trouble rides a swift horse, and you don't want trouble pulling a backhoe loader. Chevy Silverado HD is a wake-up call. Now, during Chevy truck season, get a $1,000 accessory allowance toward the purchase of a new truck with accessories. You worked hard for your money, spend it smart. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer today or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details. Chevy Silverado HD. Power up and experience life in HD. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And yes, I'm very serious about my thoughts that we need to look at wind energy and the placement of wind farms before we build them. As we know, the agricultural world, farmers in, in particular, are getting very upset about the location of wind farms. We don't have any renewable energy if we don't have agriculture being willing to do leases. I think that we're going to find out in the coming weeks, months, years that 
Wind is, is not anywhere near as good as solar, but we'll talk about that another day. What I want to talk about is this incredible study that came out talking about what the sound of birds means to us and why we need birds in our life. Washington Post wrote a fabulous headline, Why Birds and Their Songs Are Good for Our Mental Health. For those of you who are birders, I don't think I need to tell you what birding means to you. We all get our endorphins get going when we listen to the sounds of birds. Story Talks headline starts with looking for a way to improve your mental health. Pay attention to birds. Two studies published in the last year are beginning to show how important birds are to our mental well-being. And I'd like to develop this with some individuals in the, in the coming months over the summer as we listen to birds in our life. But research is now consistently showing that the more interaction we have with nature, the better our body and brain health is going to be. And the top interaction that we have is birds. Birds appear to be a specific source of healing benefits. It's unbelievable that we just now are figuring this out. Those of us who didn't grow up in the science world, but who grew up as I did in the outdoors, loving the outdoors, and as you, many of you have, loving the outdoors, you know what it's like to go out and hear the sound of a robin, a meadowlark, a Canada goose, a pintail, whatever it might be, a warbler, There's not, or watch a hummingbird in your backyard. Listen to birds sing, and you absolutely feel better. But now we actually begin, for the first time, we have some really serious scientific evidence that says we need birds in our life. And, and, and if we can couple that scientifically proven, we need birds in our life, and think about how we can have more birds in our life for our better well-being, mental well-being, that will be an incredible breakthrough because it will address some of the things that are taking place in our world that are destroying the presence of birds. Cornell University released a report a couple of years ago saying they think there are 3 billion fewer birds, songbirds, in North America than there were 50 years ago. So the research is indicating that the more contact and interaction we have with birds, the better for our body and brain health. And birds appear to be a particularly effective way at dealing with depression. I'm not a scientist. I'm just reading and learning about this, frankly, for the first time, like so many of us are. But here at WGN, I have the great pleasure and honor to be able to communicate these kinds of things with you. And hopefully from here, we all become more interested in this subject. But songs in particular, bird songs. So the study says that the minds of a person, and they monitored people for, for several years, thousands of individuals, came up with 20, over 26,000 individual assessments. The first set of data in real time on birds, and they analyzed the data, and they found, quote-unquote, a very significant positive association between seeing or hearing birds and improved mental well-being. In addition, they found that the presence of greenery and water also have positive mental health. So think of this great IMAX film, which you've heard me talk about, Wings Over Water, which I, I did have a role in, 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 in watching it come to fruition, Wings Over Water, which Ducks Unlimited sponsored, and McGraw, Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation was the facilitator of, Autobahn was involved. It talks about birds and water and the prairies and why we need them in our life. I wish that we had known this information when, the, when this film was being made, but maybe it helps us build on it. 
the rep- participants in the study reported, and they didn't know they were in a study. They just knew that they were, were, were monitoring things through their cell phones and reporting back to a data collecting basis, collection basis. The more encounters with birds they had, the better they felt. And it lasted for hours, even if they didn't have an encounter with birds. So the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology, and Neuroscience at King's College in London was the author of this study, and it's called Time's Lasting Link. And birds benefit us both, both healthy, both in our health and in our physical health and our mental health. And I'm, I'm not going to go through the entire study, but what it shows is that Bird sounds help deal with depression in individuals in a way that conventional pharmaceutical treatments could not. Just think about that for a moment. Nature helping to heal the body and mind in a way that modern medicine can't through birds. I think this is intriguing to me because I love birds, and many of you do as well. So there'll be much more on this. It's literally just breaking ground. But if people with depression can have their lives improved through bird songs and interaction with the outdoors, what does that say about the rest of us when we feel down or something? Maybe the best thing we need to do is go take a walk along the lakefront in Chicago or go walk along a stream. The study also talked about when we go walk in urban areas and we hear car honks and things like that, that is not stimulating in a positive way. But when you take a walk along a nature trail, it's very stimulating. So there'll be more on this in the coming months, but the very idea that listening to birds could be a pathway to better human health says to me, we need to do everything we can to have as many birds in our lives, songbirds in our lives as we possibly can. We're all in this together, and we're learning every day the connection between getting outdoors and getting in nature and and well-being, and particularly well-being for kids. So thank you so much for listening. Next week, there'll be much more on the great outdoors as we roll through May, head towards Memorial Day weekend and the kickoff of summer. Hope you have a great week in the great outdoors. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.